This is a call to those who want incredible success, but do not necessarily want to get filthy rich. You want to help others, be purposeful, and enjoy all life has to offer. Welcome to the Inbound Marketing Revolution. This is Dow of Inbound with Ion Garlic. Welcome to the Dow of Inbound. This is Ian Garlic, CEO of Authentic Web, and today we have a guest. We're, we're going to be talking. We're going to do a podcast about podcasting. All a right. little bit of inception. Uh, <laughs> uh, our guest today has helped launch many successful podcasts and make them profitable and has been doing it for a while and really has seen the industry grow and can give any type of business owner the the shortcut to making a podcast not only successful but make their business much much more successful jonathan rivera thank you so much for being on the show Man, thank you for having me here. And I hope my mic sounds as good as yours because you sound great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. The ATR 2100. What? Everybody. I got one up here that I'm going to use next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I put it right against my mouth. I'm like okay. literally like uh, my buddy, Tony uh, Grebmeyer, Tony G Show. Uh, he's like, he, he called it swallowing the mic. And I'm like, yeah, I pretty much do. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Jonathan, thanks for being on the show. Tell me a little bit, uh, you know, how you got into podcasting and, and how you've seen it change. Wow. So, first off, really, truly, thank you for having me here. And thank you for letting me talk to the Tal of Inbound listeners. And we already gave a tip, so I'm happy about that. We gave a mic tip. I like that. Uh, two mic tips, the type of mic and how to use it. So good stuff. We're starting <laughs> off really strong here. And so I was uh, a really bad student in high school. I mean, I actually had to take summer school, uh, summer school to graduate, and I couldn't walk down the aisle with all my friends and all that stuff and had bad grades, all like D average. And there was one shining spot in all of that, and it was the one spot where I had an A consistently for four years, and that was my TV productions class. For some reason, doing that kind of stuff, the media stuff, really attracted me, really made me happy, really kept me engaged, and I managed to keep an A the entire time. In fact, when I was skipping science or Spanish class, I would go hang out at TV productions. So it was already a part of me even way back then in high school. And I went through a bunch of years where I worked as an electrician, and then I got into business for myself. And then around 2008, I was discovering the online world, and I got my first Mac, and I saw this program on there that said GarageBand, and when you open it up, it has this little icon that says podcast, and I said, look at this. I can create a podcast. I'm like, this is going to be great. I can do this. And ever since then, I have been dabbling in the world of podcasting. I didn't get serious till about 2013 when I launched the Making Agents Rich show with my mentor and partner, Darren Persinger, and that was the first show on the Podcast Factory Network. And so if we're talking about changes, I have seen a lot of them. And the ones that I think would be most interesting to the Tau of Inbound listeners is the fact that it's easier than ever for people to listen to your show. So that's a plus. Mm -hmm. It's also easier than ever to create your show. That could be a plus, but it might be a minus. And let me explain why it's a minus. 
because anybody can create a show, even people that shouldn't have one. <laughs> right? So watch out, people. Not everybody should have a show. And I, I've been known for talking people out of podcasting more than into it. So I might just screw this whole interview up today. I <laughs> no, I no, I mean it, it's true. And you know, not everyone should be a podcaster, not everyone should be an entrepreneur, not everyone should be an internet marketer. And I think that's a fantastic point. And, you know, I, I was with one of my friends and who's a, an amazing business owner, amazing marketer. And he's like, well, and, he, and you know, we were, with, we were actually having dinner with a bunch of guys that have podcasts and have very successful podcasts, a few of them. And he's like, oh, I feel so bad. I should, I need a podcast. I'm like, well, A, do you really need a podcast? And B, you know, I mean, he'd probably have a great podcast, but everyone doesn't need one and everyone doesn't have to have one. And, and that's so, so important. And I think we're, you know, we're, we're definitely tip, you know, it's changing now, right? Everyone could have one. So now there are so many of them. Right. But how do you determine if you should have a podcast? <laughs> so, so the way I look at it is I ask people who want to work with me because I, I do some, uh, in addition to having my podcast network, I also do some white label production services. That's why it's called the Podcast Factory. And so the questions that I ask people when they're coming in and they want to rap to me about a podcast, there's three simple questions. Number one is, do you have an email list and how often are you in touch with them? And so the reason I say email list is because the data bank or the database, data bank I got from Mark Spain, a Keller Williams agent, but a database is your bank. That's where your money is made and that's where all, everything happens. So if you don't have that in place, you really don't need to worry about a podcast yet. And how often are you in touch with them is do these people know who you are? Or are you emailing them once a year when you have something to sell? Because if it's that once a year thing, then you should spend more time talking to them and getting to know them and know what they want. Now, if you're in touch with them and you have a database, they know who you are and they want more from you, next question, what do you have to sell? Because look, podcasting is expensive either an investment in time or an investment in getting it produced or maybe an investment in both depending on how detailed you are about it. So you need to have something for sale or else it's a waste of time because what are you going to be promoting? What's the point if you're not going to sell anything? This is just my philosophy, and from my experience over the years I've been podcasting, you got to have something to sell these. I've certainly done it the other way, and it didn't turn out well, so I'm just trying <laughs> to save you guys. And then the last question is, why? Why do you want a podcast? And so a lot of times that, that one is it's not as important as the other two, but it really tells me more about you what you're about, what you're trying to accomplish to see if I really want to help you with your mission. Because the way I work is I want to have fun at work and I want to be around people who are like me. And so that why question really tells me, is this the kind of person that I could spend time with? Because if not, it's not going to be fun for either of us. Oh, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. And and, and that's important too. I, it, you know, on a side note away from podcasting is it, this is a lot of work. You know, marketing, doing all this stuff is a lot of work, and you got to be around people. You should enjoy the people you're going to be around, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Man. <laughs> it, it's so so important, and and it's so easy to go. Oh, I just want money. <laughs> yeah, if you if you hate getting the money, then you're going to hate the money. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that so once someone is in the podcast, they're like, okay, yeah. 
I, I fit all that criteria. Um, I, you know, I want, I want to start doing a podcast. I, you, you actually mentioned something beforehand. You, you have some podcast recipes. Yeah. Well, so how do those work? <laughs> Thank you. Very nice. Uh, well, that's the thing. So I said that I've been doing this since 2008, 2009. I've done over, at this point, it's over six, 700 shows. And in fact, right now, I co-host six shows I'm on just about every day of the week on my network. And in all that time, I have been figuring things out. And so let me tell you a story to set this up. So back in August, yeah, it was August of 2012, I had this mentor who had helped me out a ton. I mean, this guy helped me because I I also have a real estate business, and my real estate business dialed in. We got a waiting list for our apartments. I work less than four hours a week on it. That thing is, is buzzing. And this guy, this mentor of mine, was one of the first people who helped me get that together and really get focused on that. And so in 2012, summer 2012, he talked to me and he's like, yeah, I know you've been podcasting a lot. I think it's a good time for us to get in there. Let's, let's just do a show together. And I didn't even have to think about it because this guy had helped me so much. And I was like, yeah, yeah, great. Uh, uh, let's do it. Let's just do it and figure it out. And this is where most podcasters start. It's like, ah, jump in and see what happens. We'll monetize later and all that stuff. And so that's what we did. And we jumped in, we did six shows, or six months of shows, which turned out to be uh, something like 22,460 downloads over the six months. Not a great big number, but I outsourced most of it. This was the first time I tried outsourcing, and I ended up $3,700 in the hole for the outsourcing. And by the time we were at show 24, 25, 26, 27, around there, I'm like, we're not making money. This sucks, and I don't want to do it anymore. So that show died, okay? And that's what happens with a lot of podcasters. Is they go in without a plan. They think they're going to monetize later, and then they're like, uh, this ain't working. And like you said, to your point, it, this is a ton of work, and I, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun. And so over the years, I've been developing these recipes. And so check this out. I was done with podcasting at that point. I, I spent all that money. I spent all that time, and there was nothing to show for it. And I was like, this is it. I'm done. No more. About a year later, same mentor, Darren, comes to me. He's like, look, dude, podcasting's getting so hot right now. we got to get back in. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I really don't want anything to do with podcasting. We have to do it. We have to do it. And I said, all right, so this is going to be my first podcast recipe that I'll share with the listeners of Tao of Inbound. I said, all right, we were doing a coaching program together. Our students in the coaching program had a specific problem. It kept coming up over and over and over again. They all had the same pain. And I told Darren, here's what we're going to do. We are going to come up with a solution for their pain because that's what entrepreneurs do, right? We solve problems. So we are going to come up with a solution to their problem. And if they buy the solution, we will use all the proceeds to fund our show. Because I'd learned my lesson the last time. I threw all the money in and I had nothing to show for it. So this is what I call my no money down podcast recipe. I said, let's sell the product. If people buy the product, we'll fund the show. Well, we sold the product. We did well enough to fund our first 10 shows. And from there, we kept on going. On the 10th show, we sold again. And we kept 
doing new iterations of the product, and that was the Making Agents Rich show, launched July 4th, 2013, uh, to celebrate independence, because we actually paid for it before we started it, and that was the first show that started the Podcast Factory Network, and we ended up doing something like 193 shows over two and a half years on that one. Wow. That's a cool story, that's a, and that's such a great way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it works. <laughs> start instead of starting with the end in mind, you just start with the end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shortcut. Yeah, shortcut. That's uh, wow. That's really that's a great hack. And if and you, you've got a bunch of these, so if we go to, can you tell me that URL again? Where where oh, would sure, I go to get yeah. some of that? So what I did was I put together ten of my best podcast recipes for your listeners and all you guys have to do is go to the podcastfactory.com forward slash tau t-a-o just like the show and you can get those 10 recipes and these are recipes like uh ethically uh stealing other people's audiences it sounds bad it's not (laughs) you know uh the no money down podcast recipe i even have the hack one of our taglines if you've ever seen the t-shirts that our people wear it's get on top and my la- 11 of my last 11 shows have hit the top of iTunes, the top of the charts up in the top 10. And so I have my get on top recipe in there. So there's 10 of my absolute best recipes. If you just download those, you'll be ahead of most of your competition. Very cool. Yeah, I want to get top 10. I'm going to go get that right now. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic. I'm out. Literally. Uh, the podcastfactory.com slash T-A-O. Um so we take these podcast recipes, but you know, one of the things I've talked with a lot of people about, and I think it's really cool is, is thinking outside the box with podcasts because everyone comes to podcasting as a radio show. And it's this amazing format that it doesn't have to be a radio show. It, I mean, we're, right now we're treating it kind of like a radio show, you and I talking interview format, whatever. But what are some of the ways that you've seen lately some of the cool things that people are doing that are different than having a, a, a quote-unquote radio show with I'm a podcast. I'm glad you asked that, actually, uh, because one of the things that sets the podcast factory apart, the shows on our network, is that we don't do a lot of interviews. We don't do a lot of what you would call those big intros and all those jazzy sound effects like you're talking about the, the radio show. The way that I treat it and the way I've always treated it is, look, I have been blessed in my life. I've been blessed because no matter what stage of my life I have been in, there has always been a mentor there to help me. And so I told you a story that Darren helped me out a ton. And the way I felt when he asked me the second time to do a show after we failed the first one was not only did I owe it to him because he had helped me out so much, but I owed it to the people that would listen to the show because I knew what he was sharing was important and would help people. And that was really the driving factor to putting that show together. It had nothing to do with the business or the money. It was me holding out on the world if I didn't bring Darren to them. And so that's been a recurring theme in my life. I've always had mentors. And so the the network grew by me just wanting to rap with my mentors. And so another guy, Ben Settle, known as the 
top email marketing teacher in the world. Uh, he's, he's brilliant. He's helped me out a ton. And when he said he wanted to do a podcast show, I jumped on the opportunity and so on and so forth. All the guys that I work with on the network are really my mentors. And that's what we do. Like we just sit there and we rap and we mastermind and we do some business planning and have ideas. And our listeners are that fly on the wall. I mean, how many times have you wanted to be a fly on the wall when some high level people are having a conversation? Yep. Yeah, I love that idea, and I love to listen to people. And so that was the concept behind everything that we do at at the Podcast Factory. Our listeners are just listening in on a conversation going on, and and it's a little different than the radio format. I mean, right now, there's a lot of interview shows, and hey, I think that's great, too. If that's what you want to do, it's extra work. But if you're using it properly as a networking tool like you and I, I I can already tell you that I'm going to be hitting you up so we can go for coffee, go raps in Orlando, using it as a tool that way rather than just a radio show and broadcasting out, looking at how you can utilize that tool to meet cool people and further your business is the key here. Oh, so true. I mean, it's the people I've met because of the podcast. It's been fantastic. And so, I mean, yeah, I, I talk about providing value, and I provide a lot of value to myself. You know, you know I'm, I'm not really trying to push our agency or anything like that, but I, I just learn so much, and it excites me. And, I, you know, just talking to you in the past, what, no, 16 minutes i've i have like 18 ideas i'm like writing them down i'm like oh i gotta do this and this and this oh oh yeah and jonathan and i go to a coffee and then we're gonna go do this and i've already planned out our life together thank you <laughs> <laughs> no but um it, it's such a it, it's it, it's such a valid point and people think that they're when they enter podcasting they think they're gonna get mega rich mm. and be john lee dumas and you know i know him and i know those guys and yeah they make money but to try and battle them is 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 dumb right (laughs) it doesn't make sense and that's the thing there is and i'm actually working on this right now i have this this mindset right now i'm going on a crusade uh, uh, to battle the uh, broke podcaster syndrome out there and i'm doing some work on that because people have that dream and look as marketers, they need to sell that dream because you need to sell what people want and give them what they need. So they're selling that idea of maybe you can get sponsors, maybe you can get rich. And people love that idea. They don't know the work that goes into it. And frankly, most of you, me included, all the shows on my network do well, but the downloads that I have would not make sense to sponsors. And the money that they're willing to pay is laughable. To yep. me. I got a, a sponsor offer the other day for one of my top shows, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Because look, <laughs> that show that I told you that I did with Darren that we turned into a business, Making Agents Rich show, at the end of the first year, I kept a spreadsheet on all this. We were averaging a dollar per download, okay? That's how many thousands of dollars we made, and a sponsor is not going to pay you but 25 cents per download. So what do you think is better, getting a sponsor or selling your own products? It's going to be selling your own products. Nobody tells you that. They sell you the romance of a sponsor is going to make you rich, and you're going to be swimming in money like Scrooge McDuck, but that ain't it, kids. No, no. but you come to a great, great point, and I think this is the way the world's going is you have to have a mixed business where you're and it's you become your own media company have a product and then become your own media company instead of having a media company and go selling up someone else's product and it's a it's a very important point but in the two sides of the businesses need to understand that and, and podcasting is a great way to become that media company 
well, especially if you have a product, if you have an existing service, if you are a business person, it, it, keeping a podcast going is a great way to network, do all the other stuff that you need to do in business. Yeah. And in fact, the podcasting thing is uh, just another arm of a working business. And so I was having coffee with uh, Dean Jackson from um, I Love Marketing show. I don't know if you ever heard him, but I really yeah. love that show. I Love Marketing with Joe Polish and Gene Jackson. And we were sitting there talking podcasting. And Dean says, and he's he's really good at making things simple. So he says, you know, podcasting really sucks at getting leads. So that's the other myth that we can bust today. And you're not going to get a bunch of sponsors throwing money at you, and you're probably not going to get a ton of leads. Even Dean knows this, and he's got a huge show with a huge following. He says it sucks at getting leads. But you know what it's great at? It's absolutely superb at converting people into customers. So you must have a working business. You must have a flow of customers coming in from different ways, whether it's paid traffic, SEO, content marketing, whatever it is. And what you do is use a podcast to deliver uh, 10, 20, 30-minute talk to them where you can convert them from being a suspect into a prospect into a customer. It's a great conversion tool. And so the reality of podcasting is you have to have a working business. It's another tool in a working business to turn your list, your your prospect list, into actual buyers and customers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it, it's such an amazing tool because, I mean, it, so you, you touch on something that I talk, talk about a lot with people. It's, it's wants, needs, and alibis. And a, and you got to give them what they want, and then you talk to them about what they need, and then you have to overcome their alibis. And a lot of people's alibis uh, for why podcasting doesn't work is because they went at it the wrong way. They they went at it as I'm going to get a bunch of leads, and I'm going to get a bunch of sponsors, and I make a ton of money. And you're right, <laughs> and it, it doesn't happen. But if you come at it like it's it's a networking tool, if you Listen, if I, if I said, hey, I, I'm going to be able to get you in front of 100 of your best customers, but I'm going to not only do that, I'm going to let you be in the car with them for 20 minutes every day, and they will do nothing but shut up and listen to you. I mean, wow, yeah. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> what, a, what a powerful thing, but it, it, it's, it's just it's that mindset shift, which I think was great. Um, so you, you're, you've done it for real estate. Can you tell me a little bit more about the businesses that you've made podcasting work for? Yeah, I, really most of what I have on my network are my mentors. And these guys, like I said, they've helped me out a ton in my business. So Ben is the email marketing guy. He's at the uh, Ben Settle Show, the Ben Settle Antipreneur Show, actually. And we talk a lot of business, a lot of marketing, sales, and positioning. So it works for him. It works for us. We have a podcast or a store just for the podcast listeners and stuff. It has worked there. Uh, Doberman Dan's another one of my mentors. Doberman Dan has the Off the Chain show, and he is a direct response copywriter, does a lot of stuff in print and direct mail. And he and I have been working together for a while. He actually helped me in my rentals because I was missing something so obvious that most people miss. And he's like, uh, just so simply, why aren't you sending direct mail? And I was having trouble getting renewals at my apartments. And he's like, well, mail your people. And I was like, well, uh, uh, duh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I started mailing, uh, just using postcards and letters. And the first time I did it, I had $56,000 in renewals. And I was like, oh, I think I'm onto something here. Just don't know why it took me so long. So he has helped me out a ton. And who else do I have there? I've got uh, 
Dan Meredith from Death, Glory, or Disappointment, and he is more into uh, coach coaching and personal growth. And so he and I have been working together for a little while, and he's really digging it. It's really helping him convert more people, and, and it's also helping me because I get coaching. Look, I'm, I'm a little selfish, okay? I want to speak to these people, and some mm-hmm. of them don't even do consulting, so the way I get to rap with them is to talk on the podcast. And even when we go back and talk about my clients, I have people that are doing fundraising. I have people that I have a jewelry designer and jewelry training business that it's really working for. I've got another buddy, Igor, the solo ads guy, who does a lot of email marketing also, and he says every time a show airs, he gets one or two new inquiries and a couple clients a week. So it's working for people all across the spectrum. Very cool. Love it. And it, it just there's so many cool ways to market yourself and do different things. And But how you know so once you've determined this are how do you figure out the format how do you figure out how are you deciding well this is the way we're going to do it for so it's kind of funny because it's called the podcast factory and as you know a factory works on efficiencies and so we have one way of doing it it's mostly well, there's two ways because we've, we've branched off a little bit to accommodate some people, but it's mostly topic-based, short-form content. And there's another recipe for keeping people engaged and pe- keeping people tuned in. Keep them wanting more. And so keeping the shows short and tight with one topic and clear call to action gets them to do what you want them to do. Gets them either to go to your website and take action and opt in, or it gets them to say, oh man, I can't get enough of that. And they go listen to your library of content. And so our formula is straightforward, short topic-based shows with simple CTAs, one CTA per show. That's what we do. That's how we keep everything efficient. Now, the thing that changes is when I take on a new client, I put them through this whole thing where they usually push back. I, I always get pushback and I'm like, look, before we can even have our next meeting, you got to go through these five worksheets helping you determine who you're talking to, really dialing in your market, really figuring out your messaging because that's where it all starts is really knowing your market and then being able to talk to your market's needs. And so that's the one thing that changes because that comes from them. But the formula of stamping out a podcast at the Podcast Factory is a topic-based show, 20 minutes or less. Cool. Easy enough. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. Uh, so <laughs> what, what's your latest podcast hack? What, what's, what's the thing that's really working for you right now in podcasting? So it's one of the ones that I'm sharing in the podcast recipes, and it's something that and, I, and I'm going to I'm going to stop you right there, just so people know, it's thepodcastfactory.com/tao/tao. It's in the show notes, but you know if you really need to get if you want to get these recipes right now, there it is. So keep going. <laughs> you are super cool, man. So yeah, so this is one that I've been working on since my very first show, and that's the Making Ages Rich show from 2013. And I had a theory on how to get to the top of the charts, and so I put it into effect, and it worked. And it was a really simple theory back then. Back then, the theory was, hey, uh, if you get enough reviews, you end up at the top of the charts. That's how simple it was, but. 
that has changed. And that's one of the things when you ask me what's changed in the landscape of podcasting, it's these groups of more and more podcasters grouping together to give each other reviews, which may or may not be legitimate. I don't know, but it has made it a little more difficult. So I've been working on this recipe, on this hack, as you said, for a while. And so what I've done is I keep making it better. And so now what we've thrown it into that whole recipe is a pre-launch formula. So getting up the charts starts before you ever launch a show. Seven to ten days before you launch your show, you go and start building a sub list, start building anticipation, start connecting with your super fans and getting them charged up for the launch of the show. That way, day one, when the show launches, these folks are raring to go and they are all jumping on board. And what happens is they're all subscribing, rating and reviewing you. And that combined with the the pre-launch sequence gets you up to charts. And that's one of the the little secrets that I share in podcast recipes. Awesome. Podcastfactory.com slash Tao. John, thanks so much for being on the show. This has been awesome. Uh, I have a few more questions to ask you. I always ask, and you started, you actually touched on one of them right away. What mindset you're working on? And let's reiterate that. Can you tell me a little bit about that again? Yeah, as far as mindset goes, well, I mean, there's all different stuff. So I'm a person who is committed to consistent growth. And in fact, this year I joined the strategic coach program and I realized that I never want to retire. And to some people that sounds terrible. Like, oh, what what, what do you want to work all your life? I love this. Like, I love rapping with you. I love rapping with the Tao of Inbound listeners. And so... One of the major things that I'm working on right now, and so let me give you a little backstory. My wife and I are in the middle of an adoption. It's been two years in the process. We just got matched with our awesome. little boy who will come home. Thank you so much. We're so excited. But uh, our little boy comes home uh, July or August, so a couple months from now. And one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is my legacy and what happens beyond me. And that's why I was never really satisfied in real estate because it was more short term and it was now. And I was helping people. I still am helping good, hardworking people have a safe, quiet place to live. But my legacy, what's going to last beyond me? And that's really what I'm doing with the podcast factory is these guys, my mentors that have helped me a ton. I'm taking them and I'm giving them a new platform to share their ideas with the world so we can impact more entrepreneurs. And this is the bigger picture for me. With Dan Sullivan and Strategic Coach, he's got me thinking of the 25-year plan. Most people don't even have a three-month plan. And I'm thinking 25 years, 50 years out, what is the impact that I'm going to make on the world? And so my mindset is longer picture, bigger impact. Very cool. And it, it, it is. And you know that's, that's a great mind sh- mindset shift. And that's been a big one for me too. Because you know I... I as as the business, I'm like, oh, I don't want to just be another agency. Not that being an agency is a bad thing. I just need to think big. And when I started thinking bigger and bigger picture and like that, it really shifts your mindset of of why you're doing this and what you're doing it for. And people need that. Yeah. Uh, that's a great, great point. Um, so I, I want to talk to you. I'll probably talk to you more about the strategic coach stuff some other time. But uh, what uh, – what book have you read recently or what book has made the biggest impact on you, business or otherwise? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be like a broken recorder. So check this out. I have committed this year to read a book a week 
52 books this year, and wow. there's a small problem. We're, I don't know, we're, when we're recording this, it's, uh, it's May, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've already read 39 books, some of them two and three times. I'm wow. obsessed with reading, okay? And so the ones that I have read this week a couple times that are making a huge impact are from Strategic Coach, in fact, because I like to read Dan Sullivan's books. Mm-hmm. And there's two of them, How the Best Get Better and How the Best Get Better Too. In particular, the one that I'm thinking about right now, because I've read it like three times this week, is How the Best Get Better Too. Because he talks about these industries, just like the industry that you're in with the agency, me with the podcasting. These industries get hot. A lot of people jump in, and then there's a race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And people think the only way to compete is to lower their prices. And what I am learning and how the best get better, too, is the race to the bottom is not where you want to be. You will be out of business. What you want to be is unique and give a different kind of experience that nobody else can deliver. And he gives you a roadmap to making that shift in how the best get better too. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to go pick that up. I read way too much too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny to say I read too much, but it's just like I have so many ideas. Yeah, of course. And and then I just never sleep. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, my last question, what's your, your favorite quote? What is my favorite quote? Uh, I actually, man, I hope I don't butcher this because I just found it so funny. I, sh- I have a newsletter I write every month and I shared this quote from Gary Vaynerchuk because I had just read his book and he's like, uh, let me make sure I don't ruin his quote, <laughs> but he says, look, Nobody's going to do push-ups for you. You have to do the push-ups. Like you can't just get fit, right? By watching or reading about push-ups, you have to get down and do push-ups. And it reminds me of something I say all the time is do work. You got to do the work if you want the results. And even if it's incremental results, it doesn't happen until you do the work. Yep. Yes, so true. So so true. You got to get out there. You got to get dirty. You got to it's the clouds and dirt thing, too. Yeah. You have the big picture, but you got to get down and start start digging away. That's right. Awesome. Jonathan, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, once again, it's the podcastfactory.com. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, it's a great place to start because he might tell you don't do it. And <laughs> I'll save talk you, you out of it. Yeah, save you a lot of time and money. You know, and it's, a no is better than a maybe. So, Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Thank you. I had a great chat, and hopefully your listeners, the Talvin Bound listeners, enjoyed this and picked up a nugget or two. Oh, a lot of nuggets. I'm sure they'll be listening to it over and over again. And uh, thank you all for listening, uh, taking Jonathan and I on your journey. It's been Iron Garlic, Talvin Bound, and you're free.